0: That's right, it's time for the weekly review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times, this podcast is for you. If you haven't done your weekly review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I'm here with my very good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hey James, how is it going today? And have you done your weekly review?
1: Hi, Jean. It's going very well today, and uh, I did the weekly review I had not done last week. I ended up doing a few days later, and now it's a little too soon for me to do a weekly review today. So, kinda. Um, I probably will do a weekly review tomorrow. Um, okay. And uh, how about yourself?
0: I did my weekly review. Yay.
1: Hey, great.
0: Streak of one. Yay. (laughs) If it's one, it's a streak, right? No, I think I've said before. If it's two, it's a streak. Yes. If it's one, at least it's better than zero. Uh, And, uh, yeah, it was uh, mostly a slog through email and unsubscribing all over the place. Um, I, unfortunately... You know, I get now emails, it seems, from every Senate candidate in the union um, because I have tried to support some people in certain states. And, you know, next thing I know, I'm hearing from a state I never even knew was in the running. And... uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I never even knew was in the union.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so... I, I mean, there's a limit to the amount of money I can give. There seems to be no limit to the amount of emails that will be sent to me. And, um, I, I mean, I, I'm not letting it get to me. I understand that this is, um, an important part, unfortunately of the election, um, process, but that people have to raise money and, uh, so I don't get mad. I just unsubscribe.
1: Makes sense, but it's taking a lot of time these days. It it does reminds me. I think it's a will an old Will Rogers quote, which is like, "I never contribute to politicians. It only encourages them." Um, <laughs> which nobody remembers that guy anymore. He was like huge way yeah. back when. Um, but uh, yeah, he was kind of like the Mark Twain of his day. Um, And let's see. So, oh, I guess the next up is the weekly to-do.
0: That's right. It's time for the weekly to-do. A segment where we look at tasks we committed to last week that ought to be done by this week. And we even have music for it.
1: The weekly to-do, yeah, the weekly to-do. Gene and James are working through the weekly to-do.
0: Well, James, how'd it go with the weekly to-do this week?
1: I would call it mixed bag. So my (laughs) weekly to-do was, um, well, that I'm moving my blog from WordPress to kind of a static Jekyll blog, Um, and so I need to kind of redesign it or come up with the design that I'm going to use. Um, and I need to do so before my WordPress host needs to be paid again, um, which is mid this month, um, mid mid October. So the, the, the clock is on. So I was going to uh, create some responsive navigation for the blog, a responsive mm-hmm. two column grid for the blog, and also a standard way to do my images, Um, I have uh, made significant progress on the navigation and the two columns. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't call it done, done yet. Like it's not ready to ship, but it's way farther along than it was. So I've done good chunks of what I intended to do and made significant progress. So I'm happy about it, but I can't check the boxes yet.
0: Well, I'm sorry, but I can check my box.
1: Oh, that's Um. fantastic.
0: (laughs) But I intentionally made it a very checkable box, which was to shred the papers that were sitting on top of my paper shredder for quite a while now. Um, A small pile, but, you know, a gathering pile. And there's never a moment where I go like, you know it would be fun right now? It would be fun to stick those things (laughs) in the shredder. (laughs) So, (laughs) this week, uh, because I knew that it was a small win that I could get done and, you know, even, you know, within, you know, a short period of time before recording, I made sure that I did it because it would have been kind of embarrassing (laughs) to say, nope, I couldn't do that 15-minute task that takes absolutely no brain power, and it's done.
1: Excellent. Well, it seems some weeks like we like our yin and yang in terms of accomplishing or not accomplishing our weekly to do and review. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes we're both firing on on this all cylinders. So yeah, congratulations on getting both done. And uh, <laughs> I'll try to get back in sync and on track for for next next go round.
0: Yeah, I mean. It- I find it very convenient for me, you know, to just leave most of my day um, when we record open so I have the flexibility to sit down and, and say, you know, power through a weekly review and hopefully have a weekly to-do that is doable on that day <laughs> if, if I haven't done it beforehand.
1: Absolutely. It. This time around, uh, I, it just so happened that uh, a uh, the online workshop that I run through Try Swift World uh, was today, um, this morning for two oh, hours. Yeah. So it kind of leading up into it, I'm mentally getting prepared to lead the workshop, and then so it just was not a good weekly review day since I had kind of a a, a workshop to lead. But usually, I try to keep that the front part of the day we record open to do the review also, but that's not Mm -hmm. to make excuses. That's just the way it happened. And, um, regardless, um, I'm looking forward to, uh, doing the review probably tomorrow or before next week at the latest. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. Well, that sounds good to me. And, uh, Yes. Yay, accountability. I, I'm very strict about this, you know. <laughs> hmm. I know you're afraid to tell me you haven't gotten your thing done. Uh, but, yeah, so we need to pick a new weekly to-do.
1: So. Well, I'm rolling mine over. Okay. <laughs> like a like a certificate of deposit. Just <laughs> roll it on to the next term.
0: Um. Let's see looking at my menu of dumb things I haven't done yet that would be doable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I think um, well, as you know, I I have started uh, to really declutter my office because I am getting a new monitor um, to use with my MacBook Pro and I just need to have my desk, you know, be ready to receive this new monitor and not feel like, oh, what am I going to shove off the desk in order to Mm -hmm. make room for the monitor?
1: I understand, yes.
0: (laughs) And part of that was to take several boxes of vintage mail, postal mail that um, I had been sweeping off of my kitchen table Every so often when I was doing decluttering out there and saying, oh, I'll get to this, I will process this pile of mail later. And so later was this week, um, in some cases much later. And I know I will have another pile of shredding (laughs) to do by the time I'm done with this mail opening project. So I'm going to just really bunt (laughs) for this week and say, I'm gonna have no shredding uh undone as my weekly to do for next week.
1: that sounds great, and um also you also early on in in talking about next week's you you actually revealed our second choice for the name of this podcast, which was stupid things I haven't done yet <laughs> um. <laughs> <sighs> oh,
0: yes, um. But, feeling stupid doesn't help. So, uh, that.
1: well, it's not you that's stupid; it's the things you have to do. And oh, they're have a lot, stupid. We have a lot of <laughs> everybody has stupid things we need to do. And you look at it on the list. You go, God, that's stupid. I wish I didn't have to do that. But, eh, what are you going to uh, do?
0: What are you going to do? Um, I am. Yes. In fact, uh, let me just. Recycle that right into my um, into my inbox for or my OmniFocus for next week. Um, I don't even have to take the tag off of it, so that's being efficient. I think. Gosh,
1: absolutely.
0: I can't believe we're going heading into. I mean, we're in October now.
1: I know. How'd that happen?
0: I don't know. So. Um all right well we're doing our best
1: that's all we can ask
0: of ourselves and of you dear listeners um but today one of the things i wanted to talk about um which has something to do with the whole notion of doing our best because that's certainly a a formulation that we often fall back on um i have been listening to a audiobook called good Habits Bad Habits and the author's name is Wendy Wood she's a you know psych psychologist um, a research psychologist um, in the field of habit formation and it's been pretty fascinating um one of the things uh, that as soon as I said well you know we can only do our best but I'm learning a lot about how our best isn't, makes it sound like a little bit more intentional than maybe it really is. And Mm. then a lot of apparently, so, fun fact according to the research is that 41% of our activities are governed by habit. Like we don't even think about them when we're doing them. So, even though we have a lot of um you know i don't know admiration for people who say have intentions they follow through on and we are moved by advertising slogans like just do it um and uh um we could be surprised to find out that a lot of what we do um our intentions are no match, she says. (laughs) Our intentions and our persistence, you know, our willpower are Mm -hmm. no match for uh, habits that have been formed, Um, you know, either good or bad. So, yes, I thought it would be fun to talk a little bit about uh, your new habit, which, I mean, according, okay, so another factoid from the book, um she talked about the uh conventional wisdom that it takes 21 days to form a habit. She said that comes from an old book. Nobody has actually proved that what we have proved is it really varies from <laughs> habit to habit. Um and some habits are just easier and um get uh you know I mean the the science behind this is that forming a habit actually Makes changes in your brain and the connections between different parts of your brain, so that the the hardworking part of your brain, um, the the part that you know has to do things consciously and intentionally, doesn't have to think about those. So um, yeah, so it could be like forty days, sixty days, even ninety days. Um, But even though it's only been a week since we discussed dance party, exclamation point, I believe that you are on your way to forming a very interesting habit, James.
1: And I have to say, I have not read that book yet, but those things that you just mentioned, they all jibe very well with everything I've ever experienced. Um, habits, some of them take forever for for me to establish. Um, well, dance party was once a day in the afternoon. Um, I have automation set up that my dance playlist plays on my HomePod really loud. Mm -hmm. Um, So no matter what room of the house I'm in, it's like, oh, (laughs) dance party. (laughs) And I have gotten into the habit of actually saying out loud, exclaiming, dance party, and then going (laughs) and dancing. Um, Which I've closed all my rings for the last seven days, which I don't think I've ever done um, ever. and. it's kind of fun, and the rule that I've made for myself is that I'll dance along to at least one song, and mm-hmm. if I and if I'm not feeling it after that, I can just you know stop it and say, okay, that was my dance party for the day. So far, that has not happened. Once I get going and a new song comes on, I'm like, oh yeah, I like this one, and then I keep going. Um, I've discovered some. Uh, uh, useful tips for the routine also. Um, yeah. Since Well, first, since it's in the Home app, I can go in and change the time manually. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been adjusting it depending on what I might have going on that day. Um, but I always let it happen automatically. Um, and uh, then I've started using the ability to just bring your watch up to your wrist to have Siri... Activate, um, because otherwise, if if you say those magical words, every device in my house suddenly is listening. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a way I can talk just to my watch, and I can tell it to start dance workout, which starts it without me fiddling around. Oh, stop, stop the dance workout. Um, and then what I've started doing is when I'm done, I do like a little cool down where I just stretch a little, and I can start that workout and then end it. Mm-hmm. Um, And I can do that all without, like, pressing buttons and mashing the face. I can just do it uh, through Siri. And that's been working great. The other thing I've discovered after a few days of Dance Party. Oh, we had talked last week that I had to rename the scene in the home app Dance Party with an exclamation point. Right. I went in to do that. Uh, The beginning and end of a scene must be a number or letter. So I can't make it dance party. It just has to be dance party. Um, I'm like, <laughs> all right, whatever. That's That was an unexpected limitation. I'm guessing that these strings are probably getting passed all over via yeah. Bluetooth and what have you. But um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, um, and then while after a few days, I was finding I was getting bored with the songs on my playlist. Mm-hmm. So I could just...
0: I'm having trouble hearing you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, another... Just talking about Siri, I think I was raising the the watch to my wrist as we were talking, just mindlessly as I said yeah. the action. Um, oh, so I can tell Siri to play a song that isn't mm-hmm. on my playlist, start playing it, And then tell the HomePod to add it to the playlist so that it's on there for next time. So that's been working really well. And I can do all of that without like stopping. And like it takes just a a moment or two. And I continue on with my workout. And I get kind of a little Mm -hmm. breather as I'm doing so. So it's been very successful so far. I'm very, very happy about it. That is
0: awesome. I, I just have to clarify one thing. You say raise your watch to your wrist.
1: I mean, raise my wrist to my face. That's okay. what I mean. Sorry. Okay. No, okay. You know, like okay. Dick Tracy style, that old. Okay. Or just looking okay. at your watch kind of style. Dick um, Tracy. Who the heck is he?
0: Yeah, he and Will Rogers. They're hanging out. <laughs> uh. And your vintage
1: male from the 1860s or whenever... <laughs> Yes, my vintage mail. Oh man. Some of um, it was in the uh some of it was in that Ken Burns Civil War documentary. <laughs> That's... Uh,
0: so here is an interesting thing I learned from Good Habits, Bad Habits, um about habit formation and rewards. Um, you know, we definitely have uh the notion that um rewards are an incentive to do a thing
1: mm-hmm. and
0: um it turns out that for one kind of incentive doesn't really work which is like pay people to lose weight or pay people to to stop smoking um even if like they did it over or they did a, a study over the course of months where every month when people came in for a weigh-in, if they had lost X amount of weight, they would get $100, like, on the spot. Um, And the thing is, people didn't necessarily uh, use that as anything else, maybe, than to cram Mm -hmm.
1: before
0: the weight loss weigh-in. And also, um, it... It doesn't reinforce the repetition, which right. is like the underlying um engine for habit formation, but rewards do work, and you know the rewards um there is this um, pr- this research that shows like you know a hit of dopamine does like reinforce a habit you know
1: mm-hmm. brain
0: connection. But it has to be immediate. it can't be um "Oh, you get a check at the end of the month or whatever," or "Oh, you know, you get to eat chocolate on the weekend, or I don't know so um and the dopamine hits are short, so they literally have to be right away and I've always known that about like dogs and dog training is that you know dogs don't know from delayed gratification, right um. <laughs> if you want them to associate a you know an a desired action with a desired outcome for them that desired outcome has to be practically immediately but i i was thinking so what she was saying is that instead of setting up rewards that like you know are even a little bit delayed you know to focus more on the reward of the action itself um which is you know potentially like a good feeling that you get from say volunteering or giving blood or um you know just like the way your body feels after you've worked out or the fun and i thought the fun that's what james is having he's having fun uh with dance party and i think it's uh you know it's a good uh indicator that it it, it could easily become a habit because if you aren't having fun, I don't see how you can dance. I mean, first of all, so
1: That's true. It's a very that would be a very somber, <laughs> sad <laughs> sort of dance. I mean if you if it was your living, right? If you were a professional dancer, yeah. you might be dancing often when you're not feeling great. But um mm-hmm. well I think um for me the uh, uh like I was going back to Uh, atomic habits which we've also Mm -hmm. talked about and kind of the the four phases right there's a cue something that cues you which causes the craving Mm -hmm. which then you have a response to that craving and then at the end is the reward and that's kind of the the four pieces of every habit has has those phases um and i've always like it's weird i've i've liked kind of dancing around music for years Mm -hmm. I didn't do it very often most days. (laughs) So (laughs) in this case, like it was 100% about the cue so far, right? Where having that music just show up, like Mm -hmm. that's what triggers it for me. And just finding out that trigger, um, the rest, oh, I have to, I'm going to dance to that. Um, (laughs) And yeah, and then in the end, it kind of is its own reward. Um, yeah. I, it's taking much longer for me to get into the habit of, uh, daily cleaning of the litter box <laughs> because there's nothing inherently fun about that. Um, no. so like, la, 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 like I'm not making sandcastles yeah. in the, hey you know, like, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing enjoyable there. Um, yeah. but, uh, well, but it does feel good. Like there are two things that are good. One is if you leave it go too long, it's te- like it gets far, like yeah. exponentially worse to do. Mm-hmm. So that kind of is is kind of you're like, oh, I I just avoided that, and that feels kind of good. And also there is a nice feeling that like, okay, it's nice and clean for Dexter today Mm -hmm. that's awesome um and then when the when i travel when i used to travel when i used to get around um (laughs) the pet sitter would come every other day so i don't necessarily feel bad skipping a day because i don't want Mm -hmm. them to get too too spoiled but um (laughs) but it is it is nice to to get it done and so it's taken a lot longer but that is kind of a habit yeah sort of i i kind of put on the coffee or reheat the coffee from the day before. And while that's going, it's time to do the litter box.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, having these cues and these chained, uh, you know, habits or actions uh, goes back to that um, notion that if you don't have to think about it, you're more likely to do it. And one of the, other things i thought was really interesting especially being you know somebody who uses computers and thinks about a little bit at least in a very surface you know fashion that uh, how computers work but the most expensive part of the brain is the prefrontal cortex that has to make decisions mm-hmm. and if you use that for things that should be more or less automatic you use up energy that literally energy that um, you need to to do work that can't be done by these you know lower levels of your brain. and so I think of it as like, you know there, well, I don't know if I can do the analogy so well, but you know you've got your you've got your random access memory. You know, and you don't have a ton of that. You don't want that to be taken up by doing something, you know, that could be, well, it's still going to go through random access memory, I suppose. Anyway, okay, my metaphor totally falls apart. But just that the notion that there's there are um, parts of a machine that uh, are more expensive to use and parts that are less and can, you know could be dedicated to things that don't require executive function um and that they can uh,
1: yeah, yeah where where you don't have to make that decision it's it's a little bit like um when you drive to a familiar place mm-hmm. and you get there and for the life of you, you have no memory of exactly how you got there. Right, like you know, you drove. You were, you weren't like completely not paying attention to the road. You're watching things and adjusting as cars. But for some reason, um, yeah, you didn't. You weren't. Your mind wasn't completely on. What is kind of a usually a kind of monotonous task of driving but you got to your destination perfectly fine um or the days where you end up at the wrong destination because you went to you drove to work even though that's not where you were heading because <laughs> at the right decision point your brain just your the habit just took over and oh right. why am i on this road that wasn't supposed um but that's that's exactly the yeah. the thing that happens is that um that automatic system takes over um and another one like i think i mentioned earlier was like i i never used to make my bed in the morning and now i make the bed like you know it's not hard work it takes like Mm -mm. less than a minute but now i kind of do it without thinking um and it's just a habit and it's a little bit pleasing because it looks better than a rumpled you know bed that's turned down or what have you um and now it has gives Dexter a nicer place to to sit too now that he can <laughs> now that I have a little way for him to get up on the bed. Um Yeah. But yeah, I also have read somewhere that you really only do have a limited amount of willpower.
0: Right. I um, think that's why.
1: And so if you have to kind of and as the day goes on as your energy wanes, so does your willpower. Um so, yeah, the more stuff you don't have to really make a conscious decision about and still get a good result, that's yeah. that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I would say I'm about more than halfway through this book, and I have a feeling I'm going to want to talk about it again because, um, I mean, the, there are definitely other books about habits and other articles and things I've read. And, you know, this – it. it doesn't feel like it's like oh my god I never knew but it's explaining things in a way that I I will remember you know like and I won't have to think about them <laughs> just be like uh uh remembering that how the brain works you know I don't need to know the names of all the parts of the brain I just need to know that uh the habit part is you know guiding Practically half of what I do, and maybe if I give it a little attention mm-hmm. and set things up in a way that helps it, you know, uh, form better habits than my other half. Uh, half of the brain. Gosh, I'm going to get like letters from neurologists, <laughs> biologists, and computer scientists <laughs> with my my very lazy unhatched uh metaphors but yeah i that the um i like to leave those uh so-called higher brain functions open to to just do more of that stuff for things to you know maybe i'll feel less indecisive than i feel like i often do
1: absolutely and honestly i i find that um that getting things done one of the benefits that I have found is that in that processing of incoming things right that, that mm-hmm. global inbox is that once you figure out oh when this kind of email comes in I'm gonna do this with it right it it removes that need for the executive thought of what do, when emails come in of this kind what do i do with it and then you have to think about it every single time now it's like oh yeah this oh yeah this goes oh yeah i just read this and throw it out oh yeah i read this and put it in the archive oh yeah i read this and i have to respond to the person um let me put it on my action list um but it makes it a lot easier for many tasks because you it almost well not almost for it 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 encourages you to kind of come up with these Habitual paths for dealing with incoming Mm -hmm. stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of the best things that helped me power through email was at some point realizing that all I need to do about a lot of this stuff is archive it or trash it. And for archiving, I'm going to just automatically archive anything that's written to me personally from another human. Um, Because yes, I might be saving things that I don't need, but I get so much email that is not really personal. And that stuff, I just need to know, I just can mostly trash it. But if I start looking at emails, say from family members and say, or not even family members, because yes, all my family email, I'm just saving even if it's just like, are you coming to dinner tomorrow night? Like, so what, you know, it's it's minimal cost to keep that and the, the cost of me deciding I guess I don't want this <laughs> if i throw it away will i lose like an email thread will you know will this come back to haunt me later or right will well, you so, get
1: caught in some international web of intrigue and need to prove you were at dinner with your family three right? years ago on <laughs> June 14th um and it right. doesn't it doesn't – and it, and, and again, it is inexpensive to keep around. And mm-hmm. at least for me, the search function finds just about everything yeah. pretty quickly. So.
0: Yeah. yeah, definitely so. Well, I think we could put an uh, end to this discussion for now, but I am quite sure we will return to these themes. And uh, I think – yeah, unless you have something else to add for this
1: podcast. No, and, and I think uh, – I hope by the time uh, we talk about uh, this book again, that I will have had a chance to read it. Oh yeah. Cause it sounds, it sounds like it comes at things from a different angle from the two books. I've read atomic habits and, um, uh, I know uh, the one. Th- yeah. By the one, Do by the guy, it? the one, you right. know, the one by the guy that wrote the thing about the habits. Um,
0: Charles the Duhigg? power
1: of habit. That's it. Oh. Yeah, I th- is that what it's called? No, I don't look know. Up. Yeah, my, I mean, my, the, my.
0: you could feel overwhelmed with the habit literature these days, for sure. But um, I just came upon this one while going through my library's uh, collection of audiobooks that were currently able to, uh, available for checkout, and it's got a good title. <laughs> Good habits, bad habits. Who doesn't want to know more about that?
1: And it is the power of habit. Um, okay, is the other one that that I've read. What I find nice is even though there are a lot of books about it, it sounds like they all are based on the same basic principles and come at it <laughs> in different. No, which is that's actually comforting. Yeah. right. It's no, not like it's not like diet books where it's like you should only eat this. You should never eat that. You should eat half of this and half. Of, and it's like, I don't know what to do anymore. Right. Whereas at least it's fairly consistent. And reading more of them kind of fills in gaps or lets you think about them differently and maybe uh, approach them in ways that work for you.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Listeners, if you have any particular favorite uh, books or articles about habit formation. We'd sure like to hear your recommendations. Uh, feel free to share them with us. You can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm. On micro.blog and on Twitter, we are at The Weekly Review. And you can also email us at hello at theweeklyreview.fm. We'd love it if you would rate or review this podcast. It helps new listeners find us, and it just makes us happy to know that you're listening. So thanks for listening and we'll see you at the next weekly review. Thanks. You got some things you wanna get done,
1: and still enjoy being of organizational fun. There's a lot of things you got